your listening pleasure to the one and only Deep Dish Talking, Calling, and Probably Screaming podcast. Yep, you know it. It's What'd You Say? The place where we break down all things communication, tidbits on conversations, technology that has enhanced it, and stupid things people have done because of it. I'm your host, Exner, and once again, you're listening to What'd You Say? I have a lot of experiments with communication personally, dear listener, as I have had many a conversation and have been put into many a situation. The biggest thing that has drawn me into how people communicate is my general love for people and the way they interact. For whatever reason, I'm drawn to the way human beings talk to one another. Maybe it's the fact that people have tried to figure out how to properly explain their thoughts for decades, and yet we still mess it up. So on this podcast, my mission is to delve into just why haven't we figured it out, and in my own life, how crazy some people are. So hold tight and listen in. Today on What'd You Say? We will be talking about communication in the workplace. Something that can mean life and death in some cases, and in others, there's little to no communication, and everything runs smoothly. On that note, today, on the show, we have a very special guest, whose name is Jonathan Lippman, also known as JK, a professional firefighter. I thought I would have him answer a few questions about what it's like to have communication determined so much in so little time, and every word you say needs to be quick and understood immediately. I am here at Higher Grounds Coffee, a local business in Calgary here, uh, just sitting down with our interviewee. Uh, hi, JK. Welcome to what do you say? Alrighty. So, let's get right into it. How does communication affect your job every day? I would say communication is probably a key aspect, actually, of what my job entails. It sounds exciting, but I think the key parts that I find is um, we do everything together. So we cook together, we clean the fire hall together. Uh, it sounds really simple, but um, if we don't communicate what's going on, things get missed. So I know I've joke jokingly said, uh, one guy actually said uh, when we were cutting bread, we were like, he's like, how do you want to cut? And one guy jokingly said, hey, we want to cut in triangles. And two minutes later, we came back and looked, and our bread is cut in triangles. Not a critical instance, but it quickly uh, realized if we say something in a job that's life safety um, and someone misunderstands or doesn't know a joke or that sort of thing, it can, it can cost lives. Um, other quick examples that come to mind... Um, one key thing for me is when I have been on the scene of performing CPR or at a fire, having very clear what the task I'm supposed to be assigned is and knowing that task. Um, if everything's left vague, then there's a wandering around. But when I have been assigned a very clear task, it's very easy to... Um, have that performed, and I've done my job to help um, solve the situation, whether that be performing chest compressions on someone so that way we can get into the ambulance and get them to the hospital when seconds matter, um, being at some house fires where we needed to get water on this house so that way it didn't spread to the neighbors' houses and being able to communicate that we had water coming and that we didn't run out of water and who was going into this fire. Um, those things come out really fast and any breakdown in that uh, can have huge consequences. Thank you. That Yeah, that really shines a light on that. 
not a lot of people know exactly what goes down in a firefighter's job day to day. Um, now, for the next question here, can you give me an example of when communication was vital to your job? Oh, for sure. There's a few uh, different ones that come in pretty quick. Um, so leaving the fire hall, we have to have a general idea of where we're going in the city. And we're all within about seven minutes of our call. Um, but sometimes we're further, sometimes we might not know the exact uh, location of the fastest way to get there. And we have a captain who has like a computer beside him and it shows him the route that's recommended. And if I'm not listening to the directions that he provides and I think I know it, uh, I can take us the long route, which can add a minute um, to our response time. And I've done that a few times to say the least. I've often been corrected after the fact going, there's a faster way, this is the turn. And when you're barreling down the street at high speeds, it's hard to turn on a dime. It's not a little Honda Civic. It's uh, almost like a tank with water uh, behind it. And um, you can't turn those things on a dime. So listening and communication would be key to being able to communicate back and forth. Uh, sometimes a captain's not familiar with the district, so telling the captain, hey, we got to go in this direction. Have you thought about this as we're responding to any call? One call comes to mind really, really quickly that uh, was super vital. Uh, we were responding at 1 o'clock in the morning. Everyone's kind of tired. We had reports that someone had said there's a little bit of smoke in their house. Uh, generally, for the most part, we respond to a lot of false alarms. And in my head, I thought this was another false alarm. Uh, we were responding hot, which means lights and sirens at one o'clock. And um, captain was saying, yeah, it's around the corner. We didn't see anything, weren't expecting, I wasn't expecting much. And I had a feeling of, I should take this corner just a little bit wide. We had, uh, I was instructed that that might be the fire hydrant that we had to hook up to. And as I took it wide, the flames were past the roof of the house, and I realized we had an actual fire. Uh, and so I quickly talked to the captain and said, do you want this hydrant? He said yes. The two guys in the back jumped out, and they started making the hydrant. Now, making the hydrant takes about two minutes to do. Uh, we wanted to put water on the fire. So a key, uh, one of the communications we use uh, is we've got words in saying, hey, you do this, we're doing this. And we had to quickly say, hey, we're not making it. We're not going to get a water supply. We're just going with the water that we have because our goal is to see if we can put this fire out as fast as we can or stop it because we had 10 more trucks coming sure. right behind us. Um, so that was one of the key critical things that it wasn't perfect communication, but I learned from the captain being very clear of this is what we're planning. This is what we do. And as we pulled up to the house, um, the heat off of that uh, the captain said, okay, I want you to make sure you're far enough away because if you're too close, you could actually melt the side of the fire truck. The heat is so much. So sometimes uh, I forget things and other guys will communicate those back to me and uh, it's learning to accept communication, accept correction at different times. And at times this could be correction in life safety and saying you need to do this and being willing to do it. So it's a combination of communication and humility and on-the-fly thinking. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of really quick decision-making, especially when, when lives are on the line like that. Um, now, for my next question here, uh, I'm just wondering, in your job, do you streamline communication somehow? So, I mean, you've already talked a little bit about that, uh, how quickly your captain makes decisions. Um, but what does that look like, even just in the day-to-day? 
Uh, going back to like uh, some of the quick decisions that we were having to make. Um, when you're driving a big truck and you come up to uh, an intersection that has a red light and vehicles are going through, it's hard to sit there and make sure everything's checked, everything's checked. So even just a stop sign, people are technically supposed to give the right of way, uh, but it doesn't happen all the time. And so one quick way we do that is when we come up to an intersection, I'm supposed to check as the driver all directions really quick. But if I think there's something on my left, my captain will actually check right for me and he'll call clear right, which means I'm good right. As long as I'm good left, I'm good right with the captain. He'll say maybe say, vehicle coming, you gotta go quick, um, which gives me a quick in information so I don't have to be constantly checking three different directions and behind me at the same time. Um, that would be one really quick uh, way that we shorten communication. Uh, we also might say two seconds, which means you have two second window to make sure you can go. So he'll say clear right, you got two seconds. Okay, so we'll then we'll move. Um, other ways we'll shorten communication is when we go into a building that's on fire or there's smoke in it and we can barely see, we'll go and there'll be one person at the door, which is usually the captain, and then two of us might go into the room and search it. And you're searching in pitch blackness. You can't see, you can barely see your hand in front of your um, face. And so when you check and you get back, uh, there's three things you, we tell them. It's hazards exit victims. So we say, is there any hazards in the room? Is there a hole in the middle of the floor that the fire has burnt through? Is there something that might fall on you? Uh, exits. So we say, is there a window? Is there another door? Uh, if the fire came up and we're on the second floor, knowing that there's a window on the far side gives the captain an idea of if we have to go, we can shut the door and bail out this window. And then victims will come back and say, there's two victims in the room. We need help. Or when we're at the victim, we'll call, we've got a victim in here, which means we have options either to say, we're changing our entire plan and now we're going to need to get this victim out. Um, so that's one way we quickly shorten communication instead of saying, yeah, I've got someone here. I think they're this age. It's just, I have one victim. They're on this side of the room. Or we'll say, we've got a window, second story, uh, far side, which is a really gives a quick picture for the captain to understand what the room looks like. Mm -hmm. um, other ways we streamline communication. So when we're on a way to a call, we don't always go uh, full speed in responding. Sometimes we'll go the speed limit with our lights and sirens because anytime we drive, it potentially could cause more accidents. Um, so one way we'll figure out how, how fast to drive and whether we'll push the limits is understanding what the nature of the call is. So we have a different um, system. So there's what they call Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo. Echoes are the most serious. Alphas are usually the most minor. So if we have like an Alpha call, it means um, someone maybe has just wants help we they need to someone's already on scene and they might need help lifting so the ambulance is asking for some guys to come uh echoes could be anything from cprs being performed on the person and seconds matter to uh there's a full house blit house fire and there's four houses involved we need to get there as fast as we can so uh, it totally depends on we don't drive necessarily the same but we try to drive in a way that's safe so uh, that level of response saying, yeah, it's an echo, we need to go quick, or it's an alpha, let's go a little bit slower within reason, but you're still going lights and sirens, gives us a really quick uh, way of streamlining how fast, what we should do, what the response is requiring of us. Wow, there's a lot more to that than I actually expected. Uh, there's, yeah, 
the the communication that goes into that is is in intense uh, for sure. Um, so I just have one more question for you here. Uh, have you ever experienced in your time when communication wasn't well done, and what did that look like? Oh, there's so many <laughs> times where communication breaks down. Um, one of the ones going, I actually have two quick examples. One of the ones was going back to the house fire that I had talked about earlier as I was driving. Uh, we pulled up to this hydrant and we didn't clarify what our words meant. And in fire, they, I was taught words mean something. If you use a specific word, it means exact thing. And um, when we make a hydrant, there's what we call making a hydrant, snubbing a hydrant, catching a hydrant. But sometimes if we don't standardize those, it might not mean the exact same thing to different people. So making a hydrant means you're gonna stay at the hydrant, you're gonna attach all the hoses to it, and then you're gonna get water up to the engine. Snubbing a hydrant means you're just gonna attach everything and the next engine's gonna do all the work and you're gonna put your tank on the fire to try and stop it maybe there two minutes later, but being able to slow the fire down. And so I remember that night, uh, the guys hopped out, we said we're gonna grab that hydrant Instead of using one of the keywords, we're going to make this hydrant, we're going to snub this hydrant and move, it was we're, we're going to get that hydrant. And so the guys started uh, attaching, we're trying to start working on that, and the captain looked over me, he's like, uh, we're, we need to go. So then I, I had to yell out at the guys, we're going, leave the hydrant for the next guys, we're only snubbing. And so at that point, uh, not that we'd wasted a lot of time, probably spent 15 seconds, but that's 15 seconds that we could have been attaching and just moving and so that was one little bit of a breakdown in communication that I uh, think back to well yeah though it one of the main reasons I had you on this on the this episode was just because of all those those things that are so vital to your job and I figured that that yeah you you would have quite a few stories that that would be quite key to to making sure that your job runs smoothly and that people's lives are are protected and safe um, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show and it was good to have you here. Thanks so much for having me, it was awesome. Thank you for listening once again. I hope you enjoyed our special guest and all that he had to offer. There's so much out there to explore and learn about communication, so remember to get out there and start shooting the breeze. This has been What'd You Say? I'm your host, Exner, and that's all for today.